Rush, you are a contestant on the world's least popular game show. I will uh, hold off on the title of it until the end, uh, but it is very few people watch, even fewer people want to play. Okay, great. Well, you held off on multiple titles, <laughs> nor, did, nor did you say here's the situation <laughs> for that situation. Oh, gosh. So, uh, anyway, I'm uh, Rush Howell. Well, I'm not going to go back and do it, right? We'll just, we're just going to... No. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'll, skip my, I'll skip my name uh, for now. I'm yeah. TJ Jagodowski. This, uh, <laughs> this is Here's the Situation. It's a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme uh, is cruises, cons, trolls. Yeah. Cruises, cons, <laughs> trolls comes uh, loosely from Tom Cruise. Uh, and next week we'll uh, we'll deal with one of uh, TJ's. I'm not going to say he's necessarily one of your favorite actors or that Tom I, Cruise is one of my favorite actors, but we've had we've had a bit of a battle between yeah. Tom Cruise and this other actor in the past. So, and I think it might. I think it will. I think it will be fair to say that this other guy is one of my favorite actors. I really, I do very much enjoy. I do too. I, I am a bigger fan of the other guy than I am of Tom Cruise, but I am a bigger fan of Tom Cruise by a huge margin than you are. <laughs> and so uh, here we are on cruises. Cons and trolls, and uh, at the end we're going to come back to a game show uh, that I'm in. But uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start on trolls. Okay, DJ. Uh, here's the situation: uh, a magical creature f- begins to follow you around all the time and trolls you, mm. using the the current vernacular, uh, about everything that you do. So uh, if you think of, like of an internet troll. Uh, Everything you do, it's got a snide comment. It yeah. undercuts how you're doing it, uh, makes fun of you for poor performance, etc. Yeah. It's just trolling you all the time. Um, some some of it's fair criticism, most of it isn't. Mm. Uh, and there's this little creature, and he's just around you all the time. Uh, and I want to start with the one good thing is you get to choose exactly what he looks like. So it's going to be whatever uh-huh. kind of uh, uh, an- an- anthropomorphic. Uh, mm. Animal or whatever you whatever you want. It can be the little paperclip from the Microsoft thing. It can be a uh, you know a little hamster that's very polite. Whatever you're thinking. Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. Well, and this probably says a little bit about how I feel about myself. He's gonna look like me, but really really little. Like he's gonna be like eight inches tall and um, like kind of ridiculous black pencil thin mustache like. Um, Almost like you know, like devil ears, but you can see the the thing that hooks onto his head with with, with okay. them, you know, like um, or like, yeah, and like a, a too small bowler hat, and he dresses in like like Chaplin kind of black and white simple suit kind of thing, um, but yeah, so but he looks like me, but like real dark, real you know, and like black eyebrows. And if pe- people don't know me, I'm I tend to the light side. I'm kind of blonde-ish or light brown, so it's like evil twin, but small. Like I feel like I could squish him, even though he gets the he gets the better of me. Right? Yeah, he's magical, so you can't you yeah. can't squish him. But uh, is he? What's his voice like? Is it just like uh, a couple octaves it's, higher voice? Of it's yours, like a joke. He's... All of it's like so stupid. He's like he's like me, but mocking my own voice, but poorly. Yeah. Like. You know, if I was like, I like baseball, then he's always like, ah, I like baseball. You know, it's, right. it's just, he's so, he would be so easy to mock if he wasn't so on point with a lot of his stuff. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. he's trolling you hard and yeah. it's unfortunate. I, that's, I like that. I mean, I, I think I would have, I would have gone for like a, you know, I think it's come up a few times that I kind of enjoy the concept of like a, like a, maybe a beaver with a British accent <laughs> or something like that. Right. Who's like, you know. Very polite right. uh, to other, you know, everybody else. He'd just be like, "Oh, Beth, you're looking lovely." Yeah, right. And then <laughs> just just buries you uh, <laughs> under a constant, constant barrage of trolling. Yeah, I wanted someone like um, in my head to be like, "Oh my God, you're so freaking stupid! You're so stupid!" You know, like so that I can still say that to him, even though like, ah, oh, he just stuck one right in there, right, right in between the ribs. Right. Oh, yeah, he's, he's just constantly, oh. you know, and, and by the way, you know, even if he only batted a hundred, you know, he, he, oh, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's throwing so many insults at you. Um, <laughs> next question about the, uh, this troll that's following you everywhere. 
how long do you think it would take before uh, you just got used to it? Like, oh. and it, it became second nature that you're going to get trolled on everything. Well, here's here's a sad here's a sad truth about me. I have a voice inside my head that just rips me all the time. So, like, I I'm constantly just berating myself about about stuff. So, this might just be an outward manifestation of the voice that I have in in my head. So, it's potential. It's 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 possible that I would get acquainted with it in a matter of minutes. Um, okay. So, I. I even though I'm trying to drum it out of my own head on a constant basis, it's it is in there on a constant basis. So I, I might I might just get I might just get to expect it. Ah, you you may find that this uh, <laughs> this troll proves to you how how it, you're o- overestimating <laughs> the amount of time that you're actually trolling yourself. He's just, Perhaps he's on top of you all the time. So I guess I guess the answer is going to be pretty simple to this next question, but maybe not. And that is, do you think? Uh, in this case, the outward manifestation of the tr- of the internal trolling mm-hmm. monologue will have an impact on your behavior. No impact on my behavior. No, no. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever come to like it? Do you ever? No. Does there come a time where you're like, God, hey, you know no. what? I'm kind of I've Stockholm syndromed into really like taking the trolls a friend of mine i think the no not 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 a friend of mine the only time i may enjoy it like so the other day i was i was um i've been you know like beth and i shop for our groceries every like every three weeks and i usually buy like four or five boxes of cereal because I'll, I'll go through it but for whatever reason like i hadn't gone through a lot of cereal but i was still buying it like i had been going through a lot of cereal and beth one day was like you got it. You got to cool it on the cereal. And I was like, what the hell do you mean? I walked over. I think there were 14 boxes of cereal in the, in the, in the pantry. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I got, I do got to cool it on the cereal. So yeah. I think the only time I would enjoy it is if this thing's like, okay, that was called for, you know, like that, that was oh, yeah. something I actually should have been kind of trolled for, um, as opposed to like just picking out everything that I do to, to, you know, to berate me. That troll wasn't going to let you get to 10 boxes of cereal. Oh, God. Yeah, he would have been I can tell you that right now. <laughs> just everything you're picking off the shelves. It's just like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, you really think you ought to be eating that? Yeah. Ships Ahoy, uh, Captain Crunch. Ships Ahoy. <laughs> uh, last question about this troll. And, you know, everybody, everybody should think about this. Yeah. If you had a troll, uh, you know, magical troll that follows you everywhere, points out all of your foibles, mocks you uh, mercilessly. Yeah. Um, uh, assume that uh, other people can hear it. You know, it's just down there. It's, it's like a little companion for you too. Um, uh, how much would you pay for a troll exterminator uh, to come oh. and get rid of that troll permanently, so that that troll will no longer bother you? Uh, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. 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 I would do it because. Because that would also mean perhaps like, that's what I'm going to dump on therapy, trying to get rid of the the one inside my head anyway. You know, like at least yeah, at and least. it may not work. So if I could get yeah. a bona fide Better Business Bureau <laughs> Angie's List rated A plus troll yeah. exterminator, then yeah, then I would dump I would dump that scratch on there. I was hoping you'd say a little higher because it just so happens <laughs> I have started a business. <laughs> <laughs> Where I have begun exterminating these very trolls. That's great. So, uh, so believe it or not, Rush, I have two um, two situations based on the combination of crews and cons. Excellent. So here's the first one. Um, We'll we'll save the other one for a little bit. Here's the situation, Rush. Tomorrow, you found out they made a sequel to Con Air called Con Water. Oh, yeah. My goodness, here it, we go. All right. It's about a ship that goes from port to port, picking up the world's most dangerous criminals, eventually dropping them off at a floating prison in the middle of the sea. The boat acts yeah, as a functioning... Immediately greenlit, by the way. Oh, this this goes. Greenlit. I mean, as soon yeah. as I say this, this is going to get made. This is this yeah, will get made. Sure. Um, as soon as they're making movies again. But so it drops them off in the middle of the sea. Now, here's the fun part, Rush. The boat acts as a functioning cruise ship for a couple thousand guests. While the cons are all held in the deep bowels of the boat of the boat itself, cool. 
Yeah, got it. I am now going to ask you a few questions. I just want some quick appraisals, knee-jerk responses based on that brief description of this of this flick. Cool. Yeah. yeah One, yeah. is it going to be any good? No, of course not. It's okay. be terrible. Do but you- it's going to be st- <laughs> it's going to be much like Con Air is a movie I'm very conflicted about. I when I went, I went with uh, my friends Thomas Shaw and Justin Lehman when we were I think seniors in high school. It was '94, I believe that movie came out. So I, I believe I was. It was my fall of my senior year in high school, and uh, uh, one of them walked out of the movie. And uh, what were they expecting? Uh, Did, like, what were they? Expe- all of us. Were- I, I, I here's my question for that for the guy who walked out. What was he expecting that that movie didn't do? Because that seems like that movie. Promises exactly what it delivers. You know, I'm going to have to ask them because I don't remember, but <laughs> okay. I do. I do think that I, I think I don't think we went in, you know, eyes wide open to give another film title <laughs> to Con Air. Remember, this is like this is first of all we're in high school. Secondly, this is at a time where there is no internet, and you know, it's not like review you go to the paper remember and you would read the reviews of the movies in the paper and so you it really like mattered whether like siskel gave it a thumbs up or whatever and and nicholas cage was in a variety of genres of movies Uh And, and we probably saw this thing on opening night because we saw virtually every movie and I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not like making excuses. Like we all, I mean, I didn't walk out of it and I, I didn't think it was good, but I also thought it was like, I, I mean, it was, it was funny in how absurd it was at, yeah. at multiple times. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of pseudo enjoyed it, you know, um, personally, so it's con water, which per- I do think they ought to change the title. Yeah, I but they didn't want con cruise and they wanted to, cause it was con air, which sounds a little bit more like, like an airline. So, but they wanted to stick yeah. with like air water, you know? Um, so yeah, no, I, I get it. I also don't know if Con Air is good, but it might be great. Cause here, for, cause here's like, I will watch, I will watch that movie. Cause I know there's something ridiculous, but very like watchable every three to four minutes in that thing. It might, it might be stupid as hell, but it's engaging to the eyes. Um, and so in, in that sense, like that, I guess that's what made me wonder is like, from your friend's point of view, if he was expecting like Papillon on a, on a plane, then he was going to be disappointed. Um, and I, it was this, was this pre face off pre, I'm guessing it was pre rock, but was it, I, can't, I think the rock might've been like 93. Okay. So it, I, I do think it was probably at a time where the, you, you didn't really have an excuse to not think that Con Air would be absurd. I mean, it didn't have, like Malkovich, who was, you know, a pretty, uh, it was coming off a line, a run of respectable sure. dramatic performances, even in thrillers. Like, I think he had done that, you know, um, the, the one in the with, line uh, of fire. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the line of fire with Eastwood. Probably Dangerous uh, Liaison or something like that as yeah, well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The third, the third one of these, by the way, should take place uh, underground and should be called Concave. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So not Con Earth to complete the uh, the air water. Okay, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> no, concave for the terrible pun. Um, so let's say let's say it's terrible. Will you see it? Um, will you see it in the theater? And if not, will you see it in any form at any point? Yeah, I'm almost certain to see it. Uh, first of all, I'll go to other than a horror movie. I'll go to any movie anybody wants to go to. I love movies. Love going to the movie theater live near a movie theater obviously can't go now uh but w- when we're allowed to go back to movie theaters uh, that's one of the things i'm most excited to be able to do again secondly uh there's not much that, that goes unwatched that is um kind of a down the middle pulp thriller okay right yeah. action action movie like for me like if i've had a rough day a couple days in a row at work or something that's the sort of absolute checkout style escapism you know doesn't matter if i fall asleep for five minutes yeah. or like i don't even pause it when i get up to get food you know? <laughs> right but right. but i'll watch it for sure um uh what who are you most excited to see reprise their role from the original uh you know probably ving give me ving okay Rains, nice. uh, back again not you shimmy i i really i, I thought that was in 
poor taste. The whole like Bushimi was basically like yeah. it was kind of like he had a pedophile thing, but maybe he didn't. And then he has like the the lunch with that little girl. Yeah. That was so weird. Did he eat I kids? Did he eat them? Yeah, I think okay. he ate kids, but it was all weird, you know. And I didn't, I don't, so I don't want to see that. Uh, Malkovich, of course, chewed up the screen, and so did so did Nick Cage, and mm-hmm. so both of those will be exciting to see again. But uh, you know, Ving Rhames, like, uh, you know, he's got his one thing. I, I enjoy watching. Yeah. All right, give me one domestic uh, actor or actress, and one foreign actor or actress who's being added to the cast this time around. Foreign one is Jason Statham, 100 okay. times out of 100, Great. so he's in it. Um, it's, I, I would be shocked if somehow he wasn't. He probably is in the first one. I just don't remember. I was gonna put uh, I was gonna put Javier Bardem as my foreign guy in this as a as a bad as a badass. Sure, sure, that's a good choice. Um, and for my domestic, you know, look, I think I think when you go con water. Like we're going to, we're going to stick with the trend as like really picked up in the expendables of just going over the top and dragging old action stars back out and Arnold. Oh, nice. Okay. Great. And so that's going to be the big thing is that Arnold is the new kind of central worst of the baddies. Okay. Worst of the con men. Um, He's in there. All right, you answered. Um, you answered my last question already. What 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 will the last of the trilogy be? And so we're calling that concave, and that's like an underground tunnel, tunnel transport. Yep. Of okay, great. And then yep. the the last question instead will be, yep. um, based on this premise, what scene or sequence are you sure will be in this movie at at some point? Um, and I can give you two examples that I thought of, Actually, but I don't want to ruin you know if those are yours. Um, well, I want to tell you that they they make the mistake of making a fourth movie. Okay, and it takes it takes place um, both at Nick Cage's home, okay, where he is running like a mobile command unit, and then at a hijacked police station. Okay, and it takes place in his in his like family room, and so it's called Con Den Station. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> they can make a, a they can a make a hundred of these. Yeah, yeah, a bridge a bridge too far. Yeah. Okay, so two scenes that are definitely in, or just water. just what any scene or sequence that you immediately imagine, like, oh, they're gonna have this in in in, in you know in this movie. So uh, there, there's one scene where like a uh, like just a super cocky uh, young captain who's like you know kind of uh, this playboy young captain who's who's um, thinks he's kind of above it all and he's taunting the cons like throughout. Okay. Right? Um, and he <laughs> makes a determination uh, that causes him to scrape along uh, some rocks, like, like okay. kind of an iceberg. Yeah. So, you know, why don't just have it be an iceberg? Just throw in sure. some Titanic yeah. in the con water. And he goes down, um, you know, to check on this. And it just so happens that yeah. the oh, yeah. iceberg is kicked in and, and just cut a hole Right in one of the worst, most dangerous guys' cell. Yeah. And so that's how they all. I that's how they all yeah. escape. So that's that's one scene that occurs. I can um, I give you one of mine. Yes. So they're escaped, and you know the, the they're escaped, and so they're just filtering in with the regular passengers. And there's just a there's a definitely a quick shot of Malkovich in one of those conga lines. Still, yeah, nice. still yeah. like even with like face Hannibal Lecter face thing on or whatever, but he's just like a bump 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 bump. Hey. Bump, you know, like that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, I uh, th- there's like there's one scene where like uh, you know some actor that, that you kind of recognize but barely. You're like, I, I think I've seen him in four or five movies. It's like a tremendously fat dude. Uh, maybe it's like the really fat uh, black guy from uh, like old school or whatever. Okay, that you've seen yep. in like just a few things. He, uh, at one point, like when the cons were let loose, just drops a gigantic cannonball uh, okay, right, nice, into the, nice. right into the pool up there. And um, <laughs> that, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the things when they're just having the run of the place. Yeah. Uh, so we get a little bit of levity. Uh, so we tie that to your 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 Malkovich yeah, conga line like. scene. So it's like this moment where they're all just having a little bit of fun before they... Uh, before everybody realizes yeah. we're all uh, we're on huge trouble. I, I also got one where they basically take over the nav, the navigation, and just like pulling into Nassau, Bahamas, or one of those stops, and just 
smoke the entire pier, you know, just like oh, yeah. they never even slow down, just people on shore all running, someone like, that thing's coming in too hot, you know, and just like, what have you. There is 100%, there is a scene where, so Malkovich and Statham get kind of competitive with one another. They're both bad guys and they're both like, (laughs) they're both kind of pseudo alphas and then you got Schwarzenegger, so you got this power struggle. But Statham and Malkovich, when when the Navy sends out all these like little oh, boats sure. and destroyers and stuff to come like try to kind of take down this cruise ship, yep. uh, Malkovich and so- they've somehow earlier they got like via helicopter <laughs> they've got a bunch of <laughs> missiles okay. that they have sure. dropped onto the thing, sure. and then they they play a game of battleship. Oh, very nice. Like, Statham Statham's like B six, and they shoot one and like it very doesn't hit, cool. and Malkovich is like ha ha. Miss C4. Hit, right? And then, and then it, it's actual C4 that explodes. Oh, nice. You know, and a, and a, you, yeah. sunk, you sunk my battleship. You know, yes. Like, this, yeah. I mean, this thing, what do we, what do we write? What are we, two scenes short of having the whole script done? Yeah, it's basically This done. thing, this thing's completed. All right, that was it. That was Con Water. All right, great. Um, okay, so why don't I do uh, this very, very short one, just... Uh, it's not even really a situation <laughs> so much as something that intrigued me that happens to be true. So here's the situation. Great. Um, we go through a global pandemic. Yes. Cruises are where the disease kind of first becomes like a big problem. You, you know, at the very beginning, right? What I, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the ship. I don't care to look it up. But yep. it's, you know, in the early days, it was like, oh, God, it's catching on some of these cruises, right? Yep. And then... Um, Many people, myself included, thought, boy, the cruise industry is absolutely hosed here. Yes. Right. And we've certainly seen a lot of industries, unfortunately, that have been. And yet the cruise lines have received massive amounts, massive amounts of private investment via hmm. fundraisers that, that believe that these cruises are going to continue to uh, to do well, um, which is shocking to me. Yes. I, I would. I don't get I would, it. Not, not want to get on a cruise. But I, I want to ask you, this is a true, at least I heard, a true story. Um, I, I, one of the major cruise lines uh, had you know several thousand um, cruises that had been booked, but that they weren't going to be able to service, right? For a while, they had to you know shut down the cruise. Okay. And so they offered the cruise line you know customers one of two things. They could either... Uh, get a get a refund, or they could get a uh, a cruise in the future. Okay, the same cruise that they got before, a, but get 10, a cruise 10%. into the future. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, if they could have that, they've all <laughs> taken that. But they get a cruise at some point in the future, the same cruise that they they had signed up for. But then they got some perks in the form of about ten percent discount, uh, okay. but not, not actual discount. It would be like in, in the form of like, uh, incentives on the and, okay. so like, yeah, yeah. You know, discounts at the buffet and yeah. so forth. What percentage of people do you think chose, I- I'd like a refund. I don't want to go on a cruise. And what percentage of people said, give me that future cruise, uh, with the, uh, with the, with the bonus tickets. I'm going to say these lunatics to the tune of 85% said, give me the cruise with the bonus, with the bonus ticks. That is a great guess. It was, uh, I believe, 93. Is that right? 93% of people. It's just bananas. Cruise people are just cruise people, huh? Yeah. They're like, uh, I don't know. I don't. I I know one person in my life. For sure. Let's say, um, okay, I know no people for sure who are big, like, toad the wet sprocket fans in my life, right? I know at least two people who would say they're in the Kiss Army. I know one person in my life who is a f- real fan of cruises. That's it. That's all yeah. of, you know, of like of all the people. And we know thousands of people. We have talked about just about everything under the sun with so many of our friends. And I know one person who is a real, you know, like who I definitely know is proclaimed to be a fan of cruises. Who are these people? I, you know, it's, it's like older the older demographic Germans. And I, I think there's a lot of folks in, in the South and uh, other places where um, 
the cruise can be can be nice when it's hot in the summer and nice when it's a little cool in the winter. I think there's like a lot of uh, Floridians and other folks that I get on cruises. I think I don't know. I, I mean, I think they're all no like Aust- I think they're all Austro-Hungarians. I think they're all that former like Axis power people. You know uh, that it's all Germans, Austrians, Hungarians. That's that's it. That's all. That's all they are. Well, let me. We're just we're too good right now to, to skip, and uh, that was a short one anyway. So I'm just going to combine another situation in here. We'll figure hey, it out. Here, here we. We're, let me do this. I'll sandwich my other cruise cons in between because this perfect. it's right on target for this for perfect. this one. So you might need a pencil rush for this one. Great. Because I was going to say, as um, here's the situation. We've said before. That we have no desire, we would never need to go on a cruise. That we have just absolutely no no pull to that at all. And I have yeah. assumed what our cons might be, what our cruise cons might be as to why we wouldn't want to go. But what yeah. I've done is listed some pros, either real or imagined, that I would like you to rank one to nine and the most persuasive for you to get on a cruise and the least persuasive, the, the ninth yep. strongest argument. So these are real or imaginary. Some I, I wrote to, I think, go by what I assumed our cons were. Cool? Okay. So here yep. they are, in, uh, and I'll do these in no particular order. Um, that the cruise lasts only three days. Okay. That there are only 200 people on board. All right. A casino. Open bar and unlimited food options. Okay. You're never going to be more than 300 yards from land. Okay. The cabin is the size of your bedroom, living room, and bathroom. You mean my living quarters? Is, is yeah. That what you mean by the, yes. The Sorry. Yes. Your your rented cabin or whatever. Your yes. Your 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 quarters are the size of your actual bedroom, your actual living room, and your actual bathroom. Does that make okay. sense? Um, yeah. Got it. You two and Pearl Jam are the entertainment. Okay. You have access to a gym, pool, and tennis court. And basically, you have your choice of locales, uh, tropical or, you know, whatever, that you can basically decide where the cruise ship goes. And I think those are nine. So some real and some actual. I mean, some real and some imagined in there as far as we go. Uh, You want to go least persuasive to most? Yeah, least to most. All right. Least is 300 yards from land. Okay. Uh, Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, like... I don't want to get on a cruise, don't get me wrong, but, like, if, if I get it, I don't want to be a fake cruise. Like, I, I'm not worried about the aspect of, like, being lost at sea or hit by a rogue wave or whatever. Okay. So, at that point, like, you know, I'd probably rather um, be out in the in the water since, like, that's the point. I okay. Guess. I didn't know if being, yeah, being in the middle of the ocean and potentially sinking was, was part of your not wanting to be on one. Okay, great. No, because the ship is so huge. I mean, I, I feel like even when you hear about cruise disasters, it's usually like you had to sit in your own filth for a couple of days. It's never like, we lost them. We lost the, the folks at sea. Okay. Because it's, it's so huge. Sounds good. Um, number eight for me is going to be uh, 200 people. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with the fact that I'm going to have probably a lot of people. I also think I'm going to dislike most of the people okay. on the cruise, and so if I have any chance to run into some, meet some new friends on the cruise, probably better to have a larger sample than uh, than 200. Okay. I wouldn't mind it if it was 200. It's just not going to be a big driver. Like if you said, Rush, you can either go on this 500 person cruise or this 200 person cruise, I'd probably be like, I, I don't, I don't care. Okay. I don't, I'm not that interested in either cruise, to be honest. Um, <laughs> next up is. Uh, uh, this one, I will say, like, I, it was it's a little troubling for me because, all right, it's a three-day cruise. Yep. Now, I mean, obviously, if my other alternative is, like, 21 days, yep. then that's a huge – <laughs> let me move that one up to number one. Right? I don't want to spend 21 days on the cruise. But I'm thinking about a cruise as, like, uh, you know, I, I'm okay. Again, once I've decided I'm going to do this stupid thing, then 
you know, if it's five days versus three days versus even a week or something, I, I could probably deal with it. And I, I actually kind of don't want to fly to New York or Miami or whatever and then only cruise for three days okay. and be like, yeah, that was, that was the cruise vacation. Great. So that, that's not as important to me in the three days. Uh, but again, it would be super important if we're talking about if it's like a long day. This, this seems right now like it's lining up to be what the cruise ship actually has are the most persuasive arguments for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And with that said, so. you never want it. You still don't ever want to go on a cruise, even no, though. I yeah. really, I really do not want to go on a cruise. Um, so the next one is going to be. Um, um, I, I think it's it's got to be the uh, least persuasive is, you know, I, I'm going to say you two and Pearl Jam. I, I okay. just I don't I like both of those bands. I'm not like I, I'm not a huge concert goer. I, I, I I'm probably going to be just about as happy listening to you two on my iPod. You know, like I, I've been to probably twelve U two concerts by far the most. Um, well, I guess I went to a lot of Dave Matthews band in high school, but but U two is probably the the one I've like gone to voluntarily and paid for the most. And I haven't gone to many many since like music became more prevalent, you know, you had everybody had an iPod and an iPhone and everything. And I got older. I just, I mean, again, I would enjoy it, but you know, put it this way. If you were like, Hey rush, there is a cruise with you two and Pearl jam. Does that change your mind? I'd be like, no, yeah. no, I'm not going to go on that cruise. I hear you. Um, next thing up would be, let me make sure I don't, I don't screw this up here. Uh, this one, this one, this one, this one, Okay. Um, okay. So the next most persuasive thing would be um, it's got a casino. Okay. I do think I would, you know, it'd be pretty important to me for the cruise to have a casino, but also like, you know, I mean, they, like even with Vegas, like I only like to go two nights. Yeah. I mean, in I some ways, it. the Chicago casinos are better than Vegas because you can only like you can only go there a night. For so long, know? and yeah. So I feel like if I'm already stuck there more than three days, casino might be a net negative, but I'm certainly going to be glad that they have it. Um, next up is going to be, um, oh boy, uh, I'm going to say gym pool tennis. I mean, okay, I'm going to be pretty upset if we don't have you know, a pool. Yeah. Um, and then if, it, if there was tennis courts, I, I really think that could be a big swing for me. I mean, most of these top ones are less about like making me want to go on the cruise, but they're much more about like solving the situation where I'm on the cruise. How am I going to enjoy it? Okay. And if there's like tennis courts, like I'll play six hours of tennis a day and, uh, that, that'll help me, you know, that'll help me enjoy the vacation. I think. Yeah. Um, Open bar and food. I'm going to put next. Okay. I don't think I. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it through the cruise without alcohol. <laughs> okay. And ne- next one is going to be the tiny cabin is replaced. I mean, that's one of my biggest negatives about okay. a cruise is the tiny, tiny cabins that you get put in. So if I have like a great cabin, then maybe it starts to feel more like you know a good vacation. Okay. So that that that, that would actually be a pretty big draw. Like if you're like Rush, you have a 2,600 square foot cabin, and if you're like, it's got great views on this like part of the deck or something, you start getting me interested maybe in going on this cruise. Nice little outside patio, sitting out there area, and watch the watch the ocean go by. Way far away though, not like 300 yards away. Way far away. Way far away. Way Way far away. I mean. It doesn't. It still doesn't feel like a, a really cool yacht. Like, <laughs> I, but if it if it felt more like a really cool yacht, you know, um, then then I start to get interested. And then the last one is locales because I could see there being a set of circumstances where it's like I really want to go to these two or three places. Okay, like let's take let's say I've never been to uh, Lisbon. I've never okay. been to um, what's the place that uh, everybody goes and parties. Ibiza, Ibiza, yeah, Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and and that's not my speed. Let's be honest. But it, but if 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 
if it, I could see a scenario where I was like, you know what? It's actually kind of the easiest way to hit two or three places. And then we're going to like kick down to like, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Dubrovnik for a night. Oh, and then we're gonna go to Greece, buddy. Bring and then we're gonna get bring down your to Sicily. Bring your white tux and go to uh, go to Monaco. Gamble off boat one night in Monaco. That would be yeah. Well, I've you know I've been there. Oh, you have okay. Uh, had a great time, but the casino massively overrated. Oh, nuts. Okay. So Monte Carlo, great, super fun. Loved that. Loved it. But uh, the casino was a. One of the biggest travel letdowns of my life. The, huh. the way a lot of people talk about Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah. Where they're okay. like, oh my god, it was so tiny and yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the the Rivers Casino, which is not my favorite casino, no. is better than. The oh really? Oh good god. Leaps and bounds. Good gravy. Yeah. So there you go. That's All right. Nine. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, what would be it, what would be your like top and bottom on that one? My top might be um, no more than 300 yards from uh, from shore. I'd like to be able to just to swim back if I'm like I'm done with this. Hey, there's 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 Charleston. I'm out. Um, yeah. <laughs> and no, just have a great time in Charleston for a week. Yeah, and oh, open bar and unlimited food options. That just sounds awful to me. <laughs> yeah, that was, it, it's a waste wasted on me. So uh, uh, that would be last. Right. Uh, that'd be last. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Thank God for the booze here. I'm and just shrimp the size sitting. of my forearm. All I'm going to do is go to my 2,600-square-foot <laughs> yeah, right. room with, like, you know... A, pl- a, a plate like a of brisket and, 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 a, and a full bottle of bourbon. Full bottle yeah, of Johnny just, Walker Blue. Duty-free Johnny tennis Walker. Balls, <laughs> tennis balls as far as I can out into the surface. <laughs> right. yeah, well, you know, I'm going this cruise. Yeah, I hear right. So, So where I was... Um, was thinking about going was was just this so it, the situation is this it cruises involve gambling which i know you like yep travel which i know you're not like yeah not a, really huge on travel, but you yep. like travel yeah um water which you're not against you know generally speaking like nice water views and so forth. no not against the idea of water. And, and sun which you love you love getting outside I do enjoying the outdoors and walks and so forth and they're like, you know, theoretically kind of, they're out in nature and they're, and you're also surrounded by, you know, aquatic wildlife, which is something you're interested in as well, right? Yep. So it's got all these things that you kind of like, and then you put it all together and you absolutely hate it. Yeah. It's just a thing you, you have zero interest in. So what I would like you to do for this situation is come up with a few other things that if you break down their component parts, there's a lot of things that you like, but when you mix it all together... It's it's a complete disaster for you and a complete non-starter. <laughs> so something else. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I guess plane travel in some ways. I like I like looking at things from a height. I like an over an o- a big overhead view. I, I don't. I'm not averse to heights. You know, if if we were at the uh, at the edge of uh, of a Grand Canyon or whatever, I could look down into the canyon and be just fine. I like um, chairs. Um, yep. I like fiddling around with games on my i uh, on my iPad or listening to music right. or whatever. Um, I I sometimes like snacking. Um, you so like, you kind of like engineering and like you're you're not like disinterested in the concept of like this incredible metal metal bird. No. Violate the laws of physics. And it, if 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 I ever had a, a superpower at the top of my list, would be be able to fly. Um, right. And uh, I love I love landing somewhere. I love landing somewhere and being somewhere different. You know. Um, yep. uh, but you put them all together, and uh, and I don't I don't don't dig it so much. You know, just total misery from you for from the start of the day to the, until until you land. Uh. It, if not total misery, it's some. It's more something to be endured for for the yeah. outcome. You know, um, there are uh, there are aspects of school that I like, uh, but I hate school. I but I, there are parts I like. There is um, camaraderie and collegiality, and I like learning. I really enjoy learning. Um, I'm curious. I don't. I don't mind being taught at all. Um, um, there are, so there are parts of it that, that I like, but the deadlines, assignments and anxiety of 
grades and all that just entirely entirely ruin that experience. That might actually be the example where there are probably eight different parts of the idea of academics and school. I love campuses. I love like the idea of a college campus and you know and and all of all of that. Um but I but boy do I not like the idea of school. That is that's a great one because if you, if you had said, "Hey Rush, does, does TJ like school?" I probably would have said, "Yeah." Because I know that you like all those component parts, but that, you know, I guess I could have figured, yeah, you know, that, that you hate the, the time pressure associated yeah. or, uh, with that. But yeah, that's a great one. I mean, perfect. Um, I was thinking like the movie Magnolia for me, kind of like, uh-huh. I, I like a lot of the actors that are in it. I like Paul Thomas Anderson. I kind of like heavy symbolism. I don't mind it at right. least. And, uh, hey, if- uh, I, I like multiple stories being woven into one, and I can't stand that movie. Yeah, I, I think overall I like that movie. I, th- I, I think I loved it at the time, and I think I would probably still like it. I Part of what I like about that movie is like you have to work so hard to pull off that music video in the middle and not have people <laughs> just be like, what is this all about? Like, that guy's right. dead, and he's singing now, like... Um, and I, and I thought that worked. And so it made me appreciate like all the hard work you had to do to get to that point where people where you were willing to accept it or a frog storm, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, look, it was a high degree of difficulty dive, which yeah. I, which I always respect, you know, like interstellar, very flawed movie, not a great movie Never at saw all, that but one. I, I, I've always kind of forgiven it because I'm like, boy, he's really trying something yeah. that's basically impossible and, you know, good on you for making the effort, but for, for whatever reason, just like the other one that came to mind for me, Super Smash Brothers. I like video games. I like a lot of these characters. <laughs> I, I even kind of like some fighting video games. I play Super Smash Brothers, and I'm like, ah, what, what is going on? I don't know why I'm, anything I'm doing works or doesn't work. And like, no thank you. So here's here's two Andersons who made two movies that I, I know must be pretty good because they made me like people I don't normally like. I can't stand Ben Stiller. I don't know if I've really ever enjoyed Gwyneth Paltrow. Wes Anderson and the Tenenbaums made me like both of them. Paul Thomas Anderson and Magnolia, which leads me into my next situation, made me like Tom Cruise as an actor for the part that he played in that in that movie in particular, which leads me to this. Here's the situation. In just about every profession rush, to be great at it, you have to be expertly skilled at the primary skill or skills of that job. Um, but there are or have been... Great movie stars who I think a lot of people might say were not necessarily great actors or actresses. There have been great singers who people would certainly say did not have necessarily great voices. So uh, Bob Dylan, Janis Joplin, Fred Schneider, for example. Um, and, And, you know, like John Wayne, I've heard not a, not necessarily a great actor he was just john wayne and all those parts but yeah. he was a great a great movie star so with that said um what does it mean or take to be a movie star as opposed to a great actor or actress what does it take to be a great singer as a you know if if not a great voice and are the um are these like the exception professions because the world of performing is so based on charisma or taste or subjective appeal or likability as opposed to, oh, that's a carpenter, that's a baker, that's a sailor, they better be good at carpentry, baking, and, and, and sailing, um, where these folks might not necessarily have the skill that it seems would be most necessary for their craft. Right. Interesting. Because, yeah, you're never like, some people might be, but I've never like... I'm going to go see that comedian. They're just so attractive. Mm-hmm. I'm really going to enjoy the <laughs> 60 minutes of that. Um, yeah, so I think that what it takes to be a movie star, I mean, the, the word that leaps to mind, of course, is charisma. I feel like uh, for the for the movie stars that maybe aren't the, uh, the best actors, you know, I just watched Notting Hill. Uh-huh which yeah. I had never seen, you know, the, almost everybody has seen Notting Hill many times. Right. Uh, I had never seen it. Um, and I, I, I hate to say it cause she's from near my hometown, but Julia Roberts has always struck me as in that category that you're talking about of, 
um, not particularly gifted in the acting department. Okay. Like I was not, I, I did not consider putting Julia Roberts on the champion of champions uh-huh. list of 10, of <laughs> ten right. actresses. That's right. Uh, now she did great in, uh, I, I will admit in the Aaron Brockovich movie and maybe, and, you know, so look, but she has a certain relatability and likability. And then she's pretty enough certainly. And, and she just has like kind of a charisma to her. Um, and so when I think about those those type of people, I think like to, to be a movie star without a ton of acting. So what do I think about acting? I guess when I think about the acting, I think you have to be able to pretend to be a variety of different people. And you have to be like the great actors. I usually think like they can inhabit a lot of different uh, skins and still bring like out the truth of that of that particular character. Right. And range matters to me. Uh, when I'm thinking of who are the best actors. So like, even though Philip Seymour Hoffman has a, has kind of a, a baseline character that he's most likely going to be, he can go wide, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and it's proven that again and again that he can. So, whereas it, when I think about a guy like, uh, like a Tom Cruise or a Keanu Reeves or somebody, you yep. know, they, they tend to play, more or less the same person again and again and again. And the guy I always think of is like Harrison Ford, where Han Solo is basically Indiana Jones in space. Right. You know, or... right. So yeah, what does it take? Um, so charisma, and then and then to be a successful like Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise type, I think you got to be good looking. There's got to you know people just have to be drawn to the person, and and uh, it helps like you, you know. Little girls should want to be, you know, the 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 the, uh, the actress, or little boys should want to be, you know, Harrison Ford, and you know, women should be attracted <laughs> to Harrison Ford. That's going to help sell tickets and make people want to watch it, right? And then um, the the other thing I think I always think like Cruise and other ones have done a pretty good job is like they they pick good scripts, they you know they stay down the middle, they don't take dumb chances. You get burned when you're like a bad actor and you take a chance and you go too wide and then you, you know, you get made fun of for a while. Like Vince Vaughn really blew it, right? Vince Vaughn can't act, you know, sorry, <laughs> Vince Vaughn fans. He, he, he's got his one thing and it's great. And nobody can really do Vince Vaughn's thing like Vince Vaughn can. But when he's like, hey, I'm going to go do Psycho and whatever, it just blows up and he disappears for five years until he's like, all right, I'm just going to do the Vince Vaughn thing. But here, let me, let me say this, because um, do you remember when, do you remember when Bill Murray did The Razor's Edge? Yeah. And they were, and people were like, just be funny, man. Just just be a comedian. Just do just be Bill Murray. Don't try and not be Bill Murray. He eventually successfully made that move to Lost he in did. Translation and Wes Anderson films. And so um maybe maybe it's also a matter of like timing or or something, or you know, like or I don't know if you have to earn a certain permission from your from your fan base or, or maybe he just, I've never seen the razor's edge. So I don't know if maybe he wasn't good at it then and got better at it. Um, or, or, or what, but he was able to but eventually. I've heard that the razor's edge was like, a, you know, it's just a disaster from a lot of different ways. Right. Okay. It was a passion project where like they had to change directors a bunch. There was a lot of dissent on the set. Like, you know, Murray was, I think very difficult supposedly around that. I'm sure okay. there's a lot of things there. I mean, look, the transition from comedy to drama is harder than drama to comedy, and that's because dr- dramatic actors, you know, are, are I, I think it's fair to say, generally stronger actors than the com- the ones that come up through comedy who have a different skill set a little bit. I mean, I just think you could you, you can take, like, Gene Hackman mm-hmm. and put him in the <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums, and he delivers one of the great comedic performances ever. It's harder to go, it's harder to find your Tom Hanks and your Bill Murray's that go the other way. It seems to me at least. Yeah. So, so look, I think picking scripts, but I also just think there's like, there's just a certain thing about too, like if you got the one character and it, and it's just a good one, like you can ride that for a long time. Like Tom Cruise plays the, you know, uh, too much ego, but he's a little bit self-aware and he, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately is like a decent guy. Although he's a little bit of a cocky prick. He's, you know? he's maverick. He's basically maverick in mission in, in mission impossible still. Right. Like kind of for a long time he was. And then, and you know, days of thunder, he's got that same character and same character. And then it morphed a little bit more into the, like, 
you, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm generally emotionless, but I can crack that smile and crack a joke from time to time. Okay. I've seen in Edge of Tomorrow and Mission Impossible movies and all that. Jack Reacher. It's, it's, it's yeah, Jack Reacher. It's defined him as a, uh, you know, less talk, more action, but he's still got that charismatic smile. And he's, you know, Tom Cruise. You never think like Tom Cruise has no sense of humor. You always think like. You know, he's got just enough. And then you think probably in real life, he doesn't have much of one. Right. And he's like somehow is like his alien body has figured out how when he's supposed to smile and laugh <laughs> for movies. And he can just he can just just exactly make yeah. it happen. Right? Scientology has taught him what humans find to be funny. Yeah. And he can fake he can fake that well enough. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's an incredible trait to these movie stars who can somehow, even though they're like so much more handsome and like you know, that all of us, they can somehow make you think like you can relate to them somehow, or they can feel like your friend when they're up on the screen or whatever it is. It's likability, whatever term you want to use, but, but that all that matters. Yeah. All right, TJ, here's the situation. Hit me. The tradition troll is back. Oh, boy. And uh, the tradition troll, he, uh, he oversees, uh, all traditions and helps decide what maintain what remains a tradition and what doesn't. You've had some conversations with mm-hmm. him in the past about birthdays and other types of traditions. And uh, here he wanted to come up with travel-based uh, traditions. <laughs> okay. This one combines, uh, in T.J. Jagodowski uh, classic form, uh, cruises and trolls <laughs> okay. uh, with a cr- uh, tradition <laughs> troll. So he's uh, okay, T.J., uh, Yeah. Um, Got a couple traditions. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, look, my, anytime I, my, my grandmother ended up talking to someone with an accent, after about five minutes, she would talk in that accent too. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to really make an effort not to end up talking like this guy by the, yeah. by the end. I don't want him to think I'm making fun of him. I'm not. It's just, yeah. it's contagious, you know? And remember, I mean, he's the tradition troll for a reason. They chose him because he's very hard to change his mind. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Or stay around for so long. He's very reticent, but... He's open to at least dialogue okay. to see whether some stuff. So he said, I want to start with a simple one. It's really like not a lot of people care about this one, but I'm just curious. Forever, we've said when you christen a ship, yeah, you, you you smack a bottle of champagne over the thing, yeah, and uh, and that's how that's how you start up a ship, uh, the life of a ship. What do you think about that? Is that good? Ought we change that for something that's a little less highfalutin? Is there a better way, or is it just is it just right? Because hey, you got a damn ship to begin with. Yeah, correct the champagne. I think it's just I think it's just right. Uh, it's it's a it's a vessel, a seagoing vessel, on which if something went wrong, the the consequences could be quite quite serious, potentially life and death. That before that hits the water, at least the 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 idea of champagne or the sense of champagne seems the right amount of importance to, 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 to hit that with. I, I think that's a good one. I like that, that for something about it feels correct. Yeah. Good. Well, I love not changing the tradition. So yeah. I love it here. <laughs> uh, just right. Now, I, now I want to talk about another travel tradition, which is the honeymoon. Okay. And you know, the honeymoon was set up to be right after the wedding. The bride and groom go take a trip and uh, gone for a week or so on this yep. honeymoon. And people have really been stepping on that tradition and moving it all around, shifting it to well, maybe, you know, sometime in the next 12 months. Yeah. I'll try to get my trip on or maybe we'll do a, you know, a second honeymoon. We'll never really have a first one. Uh, you know, I want to hear what, what ought we be doing with this honeymoon? Ought we stick to the old tradition and get right to it after the wedding? Or what should we be doing? I think it's pretty great. I think it's pretty great just to bolt, man. Like, have a great party and then take off. It. I like the old pictures of, like, just married on the back of the car as they're driving, like, to the airport to just to get on, get on a plane. I think whenever possible, go. Go right there. Let someone else worry about the gifts, the envelopes, or just grab all the envelopes because you might have cash in there. You can blow on your, you know, on your trip to the Bahamas or wherever the hell you're going. But when possible, just take right the hell off. Go, go somewhere and just be together. I like the idea of a couple that's just married having 
that amount of intense time together just to be with each other and to hell with to hell with everybody else for a little while. Just go. And you need that vacation, right? The weddings are hard. That tense, man. Tense. It's it's really yeah. It's like it's up there with what like moving and stuff as far as like anxiety events and stuff and stuff yeah, like that. It's, I've been under the same bridge for fifty years because <laughs> I can't stand moving. It's a great uh, bridge. It's a great bridge. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like it. I've got good space there. Uh, look, I got to say, I agree with you. I'm, I'm a little frustrated with the uh, uh, the latitude people have been taking on uh, these these uh, cruise. Uh, I'm sorry, these honeymoon vacations mm-hmm. that are uh, that are after that. Uh, if you can't make it uh, right away, are you okay with calling it a honeymoon if it happens six months later? Uh, you know what? I think that's probably a good cutoff. Six months or less. But if you got married in, you know, 2018 and then it's, you know, to that same time of year, 2019, around your first anniversary and you're taking a honeymoon, then I don't think you can call it that anymore. Then it's an anniversary trip and you just never took a honeymoon. That's right. It feels like you're lying to the people yeah. on the beach when you're like, we're on our honeymoon and then you learn that. It's their first year anniversary. Yeah, plus some sometimes right. people are like, hey, no gifts, just help put money towards our honeymoon. And if you don't go for six months, that feels like you just took you just took people's dough. You know, like that's right. Yeah, that feels that feels wrong. All right, last one then uh, to talk to you about travel related here is the uh the grand tour. So it used to be that the British folks would uh go to the continent, uh, you know, take a grand tour as they kind of hit adulthood. And now we're starting to see this new kind of version of the Grand Tour that's, that's sweeping through America a bit, which goes by the name of the Gap Year, where folks uh, uh, that are otherwise inclined to go to college have decided to take a year off and, you know, uh, seek either some sort of employment or uh, uh, kind of explore the world a little bit for that year before college. And I'm just curious what you think about this Gap Year and whether this ought to be a tradition. Uh, nah. of, of travel and exploration nah. or whether people ought to just get right to it. Get to it. Get to it. You're you're on a roll, man. You you got a you got a certain academic rhythm. Just get right on it. You know, like you it is you go you're gonna go out and find like a job. You're gonna have plenty of time to go get a damn job. Like that's what you're gonna that's what you're supposed to do after you're done with school. So I I I don't dig it. I say go go right in. You're gonna have plenty of time to make awful awful choices and have weird experiences in in school. If you're gonna take a gap year, just don't go to college. Just call it being done with school, and then just go go ahead get your job and start start working or whatever. Or go ahead and travel, but then when you're done, come home and get a job because you don't need to go back to school at that point now. Well, that makes sense, but I am considering the idea of implementing some sort of tradition that becomes a time where where uh, a young person can take can can expect to have some time to explore the world a little bit. And if you had to pick when that would be, when when would you do it? I would do that either post collegial, post collegiate, or like four or five years after college. I would put it put it more like uh, like sabbatical time. Let's say you go to college, get a job, you're working for three or four years, then so then take like a year sabbatical or whatever. Kind of when when you know more of where you want to see, perhaps if you would actually want to like learn more about a particular thing while you're sort of out experiencing the world. Do it then when you're more sure of who you are and who you wanna who you are and who you want to be. What's a good length of time if we're creating a tradition? I mean, I, I, it doesn't have to be a year. It could be a month. It could be three months. What's a good amount of time to say that's what you get for going out and doing your exploration of the world? Nine months, no more. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to take that one to the lab and think about it. <laughs> I, 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 I usually take about five to ten years to make a decision. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to noodle on that one a bit. All right. All right, Rush, we're back to the top. Here's the situation, Rush. You are a contestant on the world's least popular game show called... God damn it. Yeah, it's... it's. Oh, boy, sorry. Yeah, you're on it? You're not happy? <laughs> it's called, according to my research, is it a troll, an ogre, a gnome, or a biali? Okay. All right. All right. You'll be asked 12 questions, Rush, and each will uh, will be answered prop, uh, correctly with troll, gnome, ogre, 
or Bialy? Remind me, Bialy is like a. I think you'll know when you see it, when you hear it. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the first one. Are you ready? Yeah. First question. Um, do Do you want to answer them all, and then we'll go back and do them, or do you want your answer correct or incorrect as we go? No, no. I, I let's do them all. Otherwise, I'll, I'll double thank myself. Okay. It'll be a disaster. Uh, first question. Rush originated um, by the French through an Etruscan god who ate human flesh. Um, ogre. Okay. Question two is from Scandinavian folklore and Norse mythology. I'll say the troll. Okay. Third question. Originated in the Renaissance. Uh, Bialy. Okay. And fourth, may contain onions and poppy seeds. Yeah, Bialy for sure. I feel good. Okay. <laughs> good on that one. All right, fifth one. Can move rapidly underground. Oh, interesting. Uh... I might debate that only one of these can, but, uh, geez, I mean, do you want to skip it? No, I'm going to say gnome, but I I, I think a gnome or an ogre or a troll could. How about, um, are depicted as changing into stone if caught in sunlight? Troll. Okay. Can be bought by the dozens in hundreds of locations in Brooklyn. Gnomes. Oh, no. I'm going to say Bialy. Okay, Bialy. <laughs> We're considered unreasonable and murderous. Oh, uh, ogres. Okay. Only, um, the, the only mention of them in Tolkien's world is in the riddle battle between Gollum and Bilbo. The only mention of them. Uh, well, they talk about Bialy's throughout the books, <laughs> so I guess... I'm going to say gnomes. No, 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 no. I'm going to say ogres. Okay. David Bowie wrote a song about a laughing one. Mm. Troll. Okay. Has the greatest range of depictions, sometimes small and grotesque, other times human-sized, with no noticeable difference than humans, sometimes dim-witted and slow, other times agile and intelligent. Well, trolls and ogres are always, like, larger than humans, almost. So I'm going to say gnomes, since you only said smaller or the same size. Okay. Um, And the last one, narrowest range of depiction. It has a diameter of up to 15 centimeters and is a chewy yeast roll similar to a bagel. Uh, No, no, uh, Bialy. Bialy, okay. There's a couple of times that you end up being... There was, I six. You did very well, by the way. And you may have done even better, perhaps. I, per, that's why I, the um, disclaimer is in the title, according to my, according to my research. Um, yeah, so you sure, may have done sure. even better. Originated by the French, through an Etruscan god who ate human flesh, you said ogre. Answer, ogre. Nice. It's from the Scandinavian folklore and Norse mythology. You said troll. Answer, troll, Rush. Um, originated in the Renaissance, you said Bialy. That's a gnome. It may, but it may also be Bialy. I don't know. I don't know. Um, may contain onions and poppy seeds. You said Bialy. It is. It is Bialy. Um, can move rapidly underground. There may be more, but the, from my research, it said the gnome. The gnome was. Um, you said gnome. It was gnome. Are depicted as changing into stone if caught in sunlight. You said troll. It is troll. Can be bought by the dozens and hundreds of locations. The first of two times that you almost went with gnome, but correctly went with Bialy. <laughs> Um, we're considered unreasonable and murderous. You said ogre. It is ogre. Um, only mention of them in Tolkien's world is in the uh, riddle battle between Gollum and Bilbo. You said ogre. It is ogre. Gnomes are never mentioned, and trolls are mentioned in The Hobbit and all three yeah. um, all three books. David, I knew trolls were, were used a lot. Yeah. So I was guessing between ogres and, and Bialy's. And gnomes. Yeah, gnomes, I guess, might have been in, in a concept in earlier versions, but he entirely ditched entirely ditched uh, the words for gnomes i'm not sure you would want to have gnomes in a in a book with the hobbits Hob- i don't think so either i don't think so either too too similar size too similar style of dress in my opinion yep. uh david yep. bowie wrote a song about a laughing one you guessed troll it was an actual uh, that was gnome 
Um, yeah. of, according to mine, that has the greatest re- range of depictions was uh, were trolls, where sometimes they were stupid and and dim-witted. Sometimes they were smart and riddle and and riddle heavy. Um, the narrowest depiction, um, you said Bialy. That was a yeast roll. You said Bialy, and that actually was Bialy. I have you down as nine out of twelve on that rush, not and bad, and bad. I might even All lean right. towards ten out of twelve on that. On the world's least popular game, least popular game show, you did the best that anyone ever has ever has done on that. Excellent. Well, I mean, that's a good way to close out the world's oh, least popular podcast. Without a doubt. Let me let me ask you these final questions because you made the bonus round. Um, who yes, who uh, who produces who produces the, the this is the, the second world second least popular game show called Emily Julie or Nate um, uh, or here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Rush who uh, who produces here's the situation. Gnome uh, DeFort. Okay. Um, who did our music? Uh, Julie Trolls. <laughs> how about how about the artwork? Uh, that's from uh, what was Overly Cardenas. <laughs> and if people want to get in uh, touch with us and uh, hit us with some situations, where can where can they reach us? They can find us at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com where they can send in situations and we will uh, we'll put them onto a podcast soon. Right, or pictures of Bialis if they would want to uh, want to send us send us that. We'll take take pictures of homemade Bialis. Um, I think I think that's it. Anything to add, Rush? No, uh, excited to uh, to talk to you again soon and talk about uh, the different actor. So it's Tom Cruise.